What's up, y'all? Football is just around the corner, and I know you guys are just as stoked as I am. Before we talk about football, though, we need to talk about something even more important. And that, of course, is dnvrmortgage.com. My friends Mike and Virginia Chevalier are not only diehard Broncos fans, but they're proud CSU alums. They've supported DNVR for a long time as DNVR members, and I'm so, so stoked to team up with them because they are the best out there. It's a husband and wife team with over 15 years of financial experience, and they can legitimately save you hundreds of dollars a month. We're talking thousands of dollars of interest over a lifetime. These guys can help you find out if you're able to reduce or even eliminate your current mortgage insurance premiums. Talk about clutch. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets and your mortgage your largest debt, they believe it is vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, and your tax situation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. And you know, look, maybe you're not buying a new house. Maybe you would like to access the equity in your house to do a large project like I don't know, go back to school at somewhere like MSU Denver Online, or you know, maybe you're just trying to consolidate student loans. Look, refinancing is not right for everyone, so Mike and Virginia will run a quick analysis and honestly let you know whether refinancing might be right for you. I'm telling you, even if you're only thinking, you know, maybe I want to do something a couple of years down the road, you know, make it, maybe I'm thinking of going back to school, maybe I'm thinking of purchasing a home, give Mike and Virginia a call. They'll give you the best advice on what you should do to put yourself in the best position down the road. Visit dnvrmortgage.com. That is dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Sunday fun day. One of my least favorite expressions, but I somehow say it all of the time. It's how I know I'm getting old. We're talking all kinds of football today. We're talking future Rams, next level Rams. Next weekend, we'll finally be talking about current Rams. It's been a long time coming, but we finally have some football on the horizon. Thank goodness. Now, I know there are some concerns about the potential of this UNM game actually getting played. There are some really, really tight uh, government regulations that UNM has to meet based on the county numbers, which it, it honestly, it, it doesn't make any sense to me just because, you know, the uh, the team, they're isolated. They're not going out, I guess, and, and being a part of that community as much during the season, or at least you wouldn't think they would be, especially with everything going on. So I guess I don't really understand how the how the county numbers have anything to do with, you know, what they can do in a, in a situation where they can keep everybody away from the rest of the county. So that that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but that's the deal that UNM agreed to with their county, um, and then and their local government, I should say. So we'll have to see how all of that plays out. I'm not going to hit the panic button just yet. Um, I I obviously really want to see that game get played, but we'll just kind of have to see how it plays out. Um, you know, we've all been through a lot this year, and I I guess I just don't see the point of full on panicking just yet until we absolutely have to. If it uh, if it gets postponed, obviously that's 
a possibility that we knew could happen coming into the year. Even Craig Thompson said that he doesn't expect all of the games will get played. It would just be a huge bummer if that happened right off the bat. It'd be super, super deflating. We'll have a chance to meet with Steve Adazio Monday afternoon virtually. So, you know, I'm sure the media will have some questions for him as far as, you know, how what are they hearing from New Mexico? You know, how confident are they that the game will be played? All of that. I'm not sure what he'll be able to say in that regard, but we'll at least ask. One of the other things we'll probably have to ask about as well is, you know, the the protocols as far as the air quality, just given, you know, everything that's going on with the Cameron Peak wildfire and some of the other fires that are kind of in northern Colorado as well now. So just a lot going on, a lot of moving pieces. It feels like that's just kind of the story of this year. And I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing that, you know, 2020, you know, you can't just blame everything on 2020, but it really has been just one of those weird years where it feels like nothing can happen easily. But I suppose my message to the fans right now that are, you know, sitting on pins and needles, I understand it, but I'll go full football coach on you and just say, you know, you can only control what you can control. And right now, you know, UNM situation is not really something that CSU has any control over. So it sucks. It's it's unfortunate, it's frustrating, all of the above. But, you know, what are we going to do? What what else can we do but wait and hope and see that the game actually happens? I do wonder if quietly behind the scenes, maybe Joe Parker is trying to arrange a backup game in case this one doesn't happen. I have no inside information, you know, on that. I'm not trying to say that that is what's happening. But we've seen a lot of schools, you know, add games pretty quickly this year. It's it's not impossible that CSU could add somebody else if UNM gave them enough, you know, gave them enough advance warning that the game was not going to happen or, you know, made it pretty clear to CSU, hey, like, we don't think this is going to happen. I would I would look for some other options. Maybe that's happening. Who knows? I guess I would hope so, just because, you know, you would want your AD doing his due diligence and looking at all possible routes. There are some other Mountain West schools playing non-conference games this year. BYU plays Boise State and San Diego State. Unfortunately, it looks like, you know, they have Texas State on the schedule for the 24th, so probably couldn't schedule that one unless BYU was somehow able to reschedule that Texas State game for November 28th, which they currently have open, but I'm not sure they would want to do that, just, you know, given that's their only bye week. They're currently undefeated. They have a chance at you know, getting a a New Year's Six Bowl or maybe sneaking into the playoff if something crazy happens. I doubt it. But the point is maybe, you know, Parker could find somebody to fill the slot at the last minute if they absolutely had to. I, I don't really see that happening just because, you know, historically CSU just, they aren't as aggressive when it comes to this type of thing. You know, they're not, they're not a Texas school or something like that where you're going to do absolutely, you're going to exhaust all possible resources to try and play football. I would love to see it. I wouldn't criticize them if this game, you know, doesn't happen and they aren't able to play. You know, that's that was always going to be part of the process. It would just be deflating to have it happen week one is all I'm saying. But yeah, let's move on and let's talk about how some future Rams fared this weekend. It was a really, really big weekend for CSU football commits. Not going to go over everyone. Um, That would take too much time, but over the over the next couple of weeks, you know, I am going to do my best to try and highlight different guys. I won't, you know, try and do the same guys every single time, though it makes it easier with some schools because some schools are a lot better about getting their stats and their 
box scores and highlights and all that stuff uploaded onto Max Preps. Other programs not so great at it. If if there's anybody out there listening that has an affiliation to high school programs, please you know let them know how important it is to get all of that up just from an exposure standpoint for all those athletes so that you know bozos like me can talk about them on their podcast. We'll start off with a familiar name in Luke McAllister, a guy who we've had on the podcast a couple of times, a friend of the pod, if you will. Palmer Ridge quarterback, CSU's first commit for this cycle a couple of years ago now. It's been a long time. Right now, he's just playing out of his mind. That's really the only way to put it. Palmer Ridge jumped from 3A to 4A, and a lot of people, you know, myself included, wondered if it would, you know, present more of a challenge to Palmer Ridge, who's, you know, kind of just dominated 3A over the last couple of years. So far, though, the jump to 4A has, you know, posed no problems. In two games, they're outscoring other teams 91 to 7. Just crazy. So far, McAllister has completed 71% of his passes. He's 27 of 38 for 598 yards, nine touchdowns, two picks, had five touchdowns in the first half alone on Friday night. Just playing out of his mind on friday night i was actually chatting with the play-by-play guy for palmer ridge my buddy john and he was just telling me you know he's called them for the last couple of years and he talked about how last year the offense would basically they would just try and do a bunch of quick passes try and get McAllister in a in a rhythm early you know get the football into the hands of their playmakers they've had some really talented running backs and wide receivers at palmer ridge and tight ends the last couple of years But listen to what John had to say about Luke's development this year. This year, the passing game has completely opened up. The jump McAllister has taken from this year to last in regards to his arm strength and deep ball accuracy has absolutely baffled me. Looks like a completely different QB to me. The kid is going to be a star for the Rams. Now, you know, I've I've said this basically the entire time I've ever had a media platform You know, you kind of got to be careful when it comes to projecting, you know, everybody when they're coming out of high school, just because you don't want to hype them up too much before they've even accomplished everything. And, you know, people are really hyping up Luke McAllister. But I got to say, you know, based on everything that I've seen from him, based on everything that I've heard from him, he, he seems to be the real deal. His QB trainer, Tim Jenkins, has had just nothing but positive things to say about him. And he's a guy whose opinion I trust a lot, you know. And not even just, you know, the the conversations we're having on the podcast where obviously he's, you know, going to sell his guy, but some of the off-the-record conversations we've had as well just makes it clear, you know, how talented, you know, how high his ceiling really is. And, you know, John, the play-by-play guy, basically telling me the same thing. I'm going to have him on the podcast here pretty soon. That should be really fun. But uh, the, the expectations for McAllister just seem to grow by the week. Upcoming, Palmer Ridge is going to take on Grand Junction Central, who, you know, they've, they've struggled. They lost 65-12 to to Dakota Ridge and 47-0 to Ponderosa. Those are two good programs from the metro area. That's kind of a tough draw if you're a Grand Junction Central program with, you know, just less people to pull from. But probably, uh, probably not an easy matchup for them, obviously, with Palmer Ridge, just given what they've given up over the last couple of weeks. I don't, I try not to ever throw shade at you know, high school kids. At the end of the day, it's prep football. But I'd say, you know, reading between the lines, it looks like Luke is in for a big week. 
Keeping the conversation on the offense, we'll move on to Patrick Cheek Smith, running back at a Holy Spirit High School out in Absecon, New Jersey. He's he's just going full beast mode, guys. 300 plus rushing yards in back-to-back games. Not 300 combined yards, 300 plus yards in each game. This week he had three touchdowns, they won 21-0. You know, I, I don't get to watch all of his games. I have probably more access to, you know, the the Colorado high schools, Texas high schools, because their games tend to be able to be streamable or are really accessible. Same with some of the other programs out in, you know, Florida, California, some of the bigger states. But what I've seen out of Patrick Smith, I've been really impressed. I love his feet. I love his vision. He has incredible getaway speed, which if you go to my Twitter profile right now, I shared one of his touchdown runs where he beats everyone to the sideline and then just torches them all the way to the end zone. Really, really impressive. And, you know, beyond his athletic ability, which he seems to have plenty of, he he generally just seems to be a leader for his program. He he posted a picture taking his offensive line out to eat after his big week last week. I'm sure he'll try and do something again for him. You know, the smartest running backs and quarterbacks always reward their offensive lines. If you're an up-and-coming football player listening out there, always remember that. The big uglies are the ones that get it done for you. Never ever forget that. But I am, you know, definitely very excited for the possibility of a backfield featuring Patrick Cheek Smith, because this guy just seems to be a stud. All right, we're going to go over one more offensive player before we flip over to defense real quick. And on the offensive side, we're going to cover Drake Martinez, tight end for St. Thomas Catholic High School. This guy might be, you know, the next superstar tight end at CSU. Huge game this weekend, five catches, 163 yards, touchdowns of 90 and 32 yards. This is a tight end going for a 90-yard touchdown. St. Thomas, big win, 65-14 over San Antonio Christian. But there's just there's not much more you could ask for from Martinez so far. 605 receptions, five, five, ugh, 605 receiving yards, five touchdowns in five games. Perfect, you know, exactly what you want from a tight end. I'm I'm pretty excited about what this guy could potentially bring to the passing offense. Cool, cool, cool. Let's flip things over to defense now. Lathan Adams, cornerback out of DeSoto, one of the best programs in Texas, had a big-time pick six. Also shared that one via social media over the weekend. Nothing better than a perfectly executed pick six, in my opinion. It's one of the most exciting plays in sports. Right up there, you know, with walk-off home runs and you know, goals and overtime. I don't know. Pick sixes are just tight. They're they're really cool. Lathan has been killing it for DeSoto so far. As I said, one of the best programs in Texas. They beat Converse Junction 37-0 in the in the first week. Now they took down Trinity Christian 62 to 29. If Trinity Christian sounds familiar, that's because their quarterback is Shadur Sanders, son of Deion Sanders. He uh he actually toured CSU back in 2018. He is currently committed to Florida Atlantic University. Based on the stats that I could find online, it seems like DeSoto has only played two games thus far. They're 2-0. And in those two games, Lathan has one interception, took it back to the house, and six pass deflections. What that tells me, that's a dude with great ball skills. That's a guy who plays aggressively and has the athleticism to cash in on it. Definitely encouraging. Always looking for talented corners. Speaking of talented corners, shout out to Brandon Crossley. He is currently at SMU, played his freshman year at CSU last year, has been really, really good for them. 
basically had the uh, the game securing interception in overtime for SMU. They remain undefeated, so they're doing big things out there at SMU. Shout out Crossley. The last defensive player we want to acknowledge is Grady Kelly, defensive tackle at Navarre High School, same program that produced Dante Wright. Navarre's most recent game actually got canceled due to COVID-19 reasons, unfortunately, but Grady Kelly is the program's all-time leading sack leader. All-time leading sack leader. Duh. 21. He has 21 sacks in his career. Really, really impressive. So far this year, the Raiders are 3-0. Grady leads the team in sacks with two, also has a forced fumble. And Devin Wright, brother of Dante Wright, has the second most tackles on the team with 17. I'm, I'm kind of becoming a, a bandwagon Navarre fan just because of all the CSU connections. The, the Wright family, obviously, very, very nice people. You know, great representatives of CSU and the community. Hopefully they can get Devin out here as well. Cool, cool, cool. So, like I said, I'll try and keep everybody up to date with what those CSU commits are doing throughout the season. It's always fun to kind of just keep up to date with all of that stuff. In just a second, we are going to talk about the Next Level Rams. It was a fun day of Sunday NFL action. We are going to talk about how they fared. Week 5 of football is in the books, and now is the time to review the tape and get ready for Week 6. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of Week 6, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer, if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store because you do not want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is offering all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings has great odds boosts for every single game on Sunday to help you make it rain. Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. That promo code DNVR to get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times play through. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, y'all. It is late Sunday night, and that means that we had the NFL slate to enjoy today. Not all of the former Rams have had a chance to play at Michael Gallup and the Cowboys are taking on Arizona Monday night, but most everyone else had their game, so I figured now is as good a time as ever to go over it, especially just given it was a pretty fun weekend for former CSU receivers again. We'll actually start with Shaq Barrett, who didn't produce a whole lot this weekend, despite the fact that the Bucks absolutely dominated the Packers, didn't record any tackles. Kind of surprising, just given how that game went, but the pressure was consistent. I mean, they were in Aaron Rodgers' face all night. And right now, I'm not sure there's a better front seven in the entire NFL than what Tampa Bay has going. They're just so stacked, man. They they get in your face, they pressure you, they have DBs that play aggressively and, and you know can make it hard on your wide receivers too. They're just a team that I think is, is probably going to be firmly in contention when it's all said and done. 
you know, Brady isn't what he used to be. We're seeing that with a lot of the older quarterbacks, Brady, Breeze, Phillip Rivers. It, it really seems like they're all kind of taking a step back this year. And hey, you know, it makes sense. These guys have played a lot of football in their careers. It makes sense, you know, that they're not playing at that same level. But Tampa's killing it. Shaq is killing it. Hopefully he's able to, you know, record a couple of sacks or something next week just because as I will continually talk about, it is a contract year for him. He's playing on that franchise tender right now, but you just, you never know what is guaranteed in the NFL. And because of that, you really, really want to see him get that long-term stability. You know, he's a dad, he's got multiple kids, family man. He is getting older up there in terms of, you know, if, if he were to have a major injury at this point in his career, it could be pretty devastating. So Honestly, I don't even want to put that in the universe. Let's just pretend I didn't even say that right now. Knock on wood. Do whatever you have to do. Shout out Shaq Barrett. We're all rooting for you. Keep killing it. All right. Shaq didn't do a whole lot statistically this week, but Rashard Higgins, man. Rashard Higgins finally getting a time to shine a little bit. The Browns got stomped by the Steelers. Absolutely humbled after, you know, looking pretty good the last couple of weeks. They were missing Nick Chubb, but, you know, still. Richard, you know, he only got 21 offensive snaps over the first four weeks, and I actually did a podcast where I was kind of talking about how I really wanted him to get a chance to get out of Cleveland. Ultimately, I still believe that because I think if he was in a situation that was more consistent, it would be better for him in the long run. But over the last two weeks, you know, he's had 74 snaps offensively, not special teams. You know, he's actually playing as their number three wide receiver. He scored in back-to-back games, and you know he's finally starting to get some love from the local media. I saw a bunch of Browns reporters all tweeting something along the lines of, Higgins has to be active every week. He needs to be their number three wide receiver. It's so clear that he has you know, a solid rapport with Baker Mayfield. He trusts him you know, twice now in the red zone back-to-back weeks. He's been able to find Higgins, who's been you know, able to, to make the play. And you know, I, I get that Richard is... He's not OBJ, you know, he's not some of the superstars that they have on Cleveland. That's a pretty stacked offense, but he's a guy that you can trust. And that's really valuable, especially, you know, given with when you watch what's happened with the Broncos and and their lack of production from some of those borderline receivers. Look at Deshaun Hamilton. The dude's been an absolute liability for the Broncos twice now this year. He could have had a long touchdown, let it go straight through his hands. You know, you need multiple guys that you can trust. It's not just the number one, number two guys. Richard can be that dude for Cleveland. They just have to give him an opportunity to make some plays. He will get it done for them. I uh, I hope I hope to see Cleveland continue to get him more involved in the offense in the coming weeks. Along with Hollywood, Hollywood Higgins. Preston Williams absolutely killed it this weekend. Second straight week he scored. Back-to-back weeks. Back-to-back touchdowns, you gotta love it. The Dolphins, they beat the hell out of the Jets 24-0. The Dolphins have quickly become one of my favorite random teams to watch, especially if it's an afternoon where, you know, they don't have something else going on. Given that they're the East Coast, they get a lot of 11 a.m. kickoffs. So, you know, I'm I'm rarely ever going to watch a Dolphins game from beginning to end. But they are a fun team. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. If you saw his media availability, it was hilarious. They, They did get Tua in the game, and... He was basically just kind of trolling all of the reporters, you know, oh, here come the Tua questions. But you could tell, you know, he he was cheering on Tua when he got in the game and he just seems like a great teammate. I don't know. Miami just seems like a fun team. Maybe it's because I hate the Patriots so much. I, I just want the Dolphins to be relevant again. I don't know. 
they have cool uniforms. I've always liked their uniforms. But Preston, you know, he he started slow, and that was to be expected, just given that he was coming back from the ACL injury. But, you know, it's clear that Fitzpatrick trusts him. He he frequently targets him in the red zone. They use him to stretch the field. You know, I think when it's all said and done, Preston is going to have a really, really nice season. Already has three touchdowns. Wouldn't surprise me if he ends up recording, you know, seven, eight plus this year. Definitely just on his way to being a a consistent, you know, starter in the NFL. And at some point, he's another guy who's going to get paid and it's going to be awesome. Linebacker Josh Watson was active on the Broncos roster for the second straight week. That's always encouraging to see. Did get some special team snap in, snaps in, but had to leave the game, unfortunately, with a hamstring injury. We'll see if he's able to play in that Chiefs game or if Denver decides to keep him on the active roster or not. But it does seem like he has a, a solid home established here with the Broncos. Unfortunately, Ola B.C. Johnson didn't get a whole lot of action for Minnesota today as they got beat down by the Atlanta Falcons. It's been a rough, rough situation in Minnesota, man. I, I, I am just surprised at how much they are struggling. I didn't think they'd be undefeated or anything crazy like that, but they just have so much talent offensively. I don't hate what they have defensively from a, on paper at least, but they just haven't been able to stop anyone all year. Really, really tough. Justin Jefferson continues to ball out. I, I hope they find a way to get BC more involved, but it, it definitely does not seem like that has been the case at least so far. The, the Vikings situation is going to be interesting because I talked so much about BC's relationship with Gary Kubiak and, and why that was so important just from a stability standpoint, because let's face it, you know, as a six round draft pick, you just don't have the same type of stability on the roster that you would as somebody that was drafted early, like a Justin Jefferson. You know, if, if Minnesota decides to move on from Kubiak at OC, which is probably, you know, more likely than what they would do than moving on from Zimmer as the head coach, just given that they recently extended him, could that be bad for BC stability in Minnesota? I'm not sure. It's it's definitely going to be interesting because, you know, Kubiak, the offense hasn't really been the problem for most of the year. Kirk Cousins did throw three interceptions against Atlanta and really stunk up the joint, but overall, They've been able to score and, and move the football pretty well. It's just been the defense that's letting them down. I just hope they get BC more involved, man, because I just, you know, I don't want to see him get cut. It's, it's pretty much that simple. Yeah, that, that does it for the next level Rams that have played so far. Like we said, Michael Gallup and the Cowboys taking on Arizona Monday night. That should be a fun one. I was surprised when I looked up Arizona's actually beaten Dallas in four of their last five matchups. Definitely, definitely going to be an intriguing game. I'm a big Kyler Murray fan, so I'm, I've been watching Arizona a lot. It seems like every Cowboys game ever is on national TV, so it's fun we get to watch Michael Gallup. But I'm, I'm curious, you know, Andy Dalton targeted him twice down the stretch once Dak went down. Will that relationship, you know, kind of continue to be fruitful without Dak out of the picture? The Cardinals, you know, they currently rank fourth against the pass, so... At least on paper, it doesn't look like a, a tremendous matchup for Gallup going in, but Dalton showed a lot of trust of him down the line. I'll be I'll be curious to see how this game kind of plays out. But uh, yeah, that's that's about all we have for today's episode. Obviously going to be talking about the New Mexico game for CSU football in great detail throughout this upcoming week. Really, really looking forward to it. I'm just so thankful for sports finally being back. Going to get more hoops content as well. Really, really looking forward to it. 
Stay safe out there. Shout out to the first responders, keeping all of us safe. You guys are true heroes. Much love to everyone out there. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water together, make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want.